Okay, we are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perik Samach Hei, Pasuk Aleph, Nidrashti Lelo Sha'om. So we saw in Perik Samach Dalet a deeply disturbing, you would call it in French, cri de cour, a cry from the heart that B'nai Yisrael is crying out to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, why? Why are you delaying Geula? Why are you delaying Mashiach? Why must there be so much suffering? What have we done? And it is a valid question. Now in Samachai, we're going to get the answer. And we start with Pasuk Aleph, Nidrashti Lelo Shalu. This is the Kaddish Baruch Hu answering them. I prepared myself to be besieged by you. Nobody came to ask me. Nimsesi, I made myself accessible, available, um, visible, and nobody came to seek me out. So Nidrashti Lo Shalu, Nimsesi Lo Bakashuni, Omarti Hineni, Hineni, he's Kodesh says, I'm here, I'm here. El Goilo Korobishmi, but my nation did not seek me. In other words, the answer is simple. I gave you every opportunity to search for me, meaning through tshuva, and you did not take advantage to it. I said, I'm here. I said, I'm available. I sent my Nevi'im to chastise you and warn you, but you never took my words to heart. Lo korabishmi. Perashti yodi kolayom. I had my hands extended all day long to welcome you in return. Elam sorer. But the nation chose to turn, not to, to turn their backs on this. So, so let me ask a question about this. Because this is really, you know, uh, when you read everything up through Yeshayahu, and you see even Shlomo Melech, who is at a higher level than the average Jew, right, ordinary Jewish person, like, so what, what was it that people could not, you know, why is that? Why did they do it? You mean? Yeah. Like, well, see, let go through the list because he's going to give you a very delineated list of what you did. I'm not just saying vague concepts, Shuba. I'm showing you things you did from before Shlomo Hamela. So how chovim naderek lo tov You will follow the path lo tov. It is not good after your own thoughts. I know what that says. This wasn't a spontaneous turn away from Kodesh Baruch This was meditated before, this was thought of, this was done over a long range of time. You chose the lifestyle you chose. The people that continue and constantly anger to me in my face. And what do they do? Two things. They do, it could mean they make sacrifices to strange gods, and they burn incense on the bricks, on the streets, or roofs. 
So it could be the fact they bring Avodah Zarah. It's an age-old problem. And two, what's equally centuries old is this question of bumos outside the Beis Hamikdash. You couldn't bring private bumos when there was a Mishkan of the Beis Hamikdash. And you did. You persisted for centuries. You just would not give up the bumos uh, the, the private bummers. We saw no king could get them to do it. And that is part of the problem. Hayosrim Bekrovim Matmoa. Yosrim Bekrovim. These people were into a certain black magic of religion. They sat in graves. That's what it means, Ubanitsurim, among coffins, Yolinu. They slept. In other words, it was some sort of religious practice where if they slept in the graveyards and they communicated with the dead and the necromancy and the speaking to spirits, that is what they did. Not only that, but the laws of Kashras. Uh, we're using here the pig, but as a prototype. Um, it could be any kind of traits that you're not allowed to. They fill their kalim with the soup, as it were, the broth of whatever it was, nevela, trefa, uh, any abomination they could think of. So we've got a combination of avodah zara and of private bumos and of necromancy and more avodah zara and kashris they would flout. Ha'omrim, moreover, the rejection of all kinds of chastisement, the sort of cynical attitude of non-repentance, Ha'omrim krave lecha al bi. When we would send, or I would someone to chastise a navi tzaddikim, they would say krave lecha. Gather amongst yourselves. Don't bother me. Al tigash bi kiki Because interesting. Because I am holier than you. They are saying, don't give me any of your religious preaching. We are holier than you are. And the mafoshim give us an example. They would say, all right, we don't do every uh, dot and letter of the law. We don't keep kashras like everything, but we're good people. We do good things. We have a charitable heart, and that is not good enough. And it is not, as we know, a novel argument, because we see to this day that persists that someone says, it's true. I don't know the formalities and the, the intricacies of Torah and the law, but I know I'm a good person, I love my fellow human being, etc. No, that's not what it's about. Omen Krave Lecha, no. What this does is when you reject all kinds of t- improvement, it is literally smoke in my nostrils that inflames me. A flame that burns all the day. And yet, now comes, despite this litany of sins as to why um, there is no Moshiach, Yeshayahu says in the name of Kaddish Baruch Hu, um, but before he does that, he says to Kaddish Baruch Hu, you're not going to get away with this. It's written before me. I know everything you've done. Lo 
I will not forget. Until I have paid you, paid you in kind for the sins that you have done on your breast, as it were, which is symbolic of directly to you. There are the sins, your sins, they're not just a one generational sinning community. This is generation after generation, your fathers, your grandfathers, the avonos of your fathers together. Amar Hashem, Asher who sacrificed on the mountains, offering incense, al Hadvos in the valleys, Herpuni, they were a bizayon to me. Umidosai pu'ulosam rishona el And they will get exactly as they've given again on their breast directly. Ko'amar Hashem. But now says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, there will always be a remnant of Israel. I will not let Israel be extinguished. Ko'amar Hashem. Just as the vitner, the wine guy, finds extra wine still in the cluster, leftover wine. For Omar, and someone says, I'll touch Hussein, don't destroy it. That has value as well. So do I. So will I do for my people. There will always be a remnant, a remnant of tzaddikim, a remnant of, of rabbanim and tamidei chachamim, whose merit will prevent me from destroying the entire nation. And I will bring forth a seed from Yaakov. Yaakov is the downtrodden remnants of the Jewish people. Some say Yaakov stands for the ten tribes. And I will bring a Zerah from Yehuda. That's why we're combining Motsesi Miyako, the Shratim, and Zerah Me Yehuda, Yoresh Horai. They will inherit my mountains. Specifically, we're talking about Har Habayis, Har Tzion, that both of them will be united together on the land. And my nation will dwell together on it. In other words, I am committed to a return to Eretz Yisrael. And not only will it be a return of people and life and my temple, but as Pasuk Yud said, And I will return the Sharon Valley once again, where now it is desolate and infertile. It will be a fertile ground for sheep. And the Amek Achor will once again be a fertile land for the grazing of cattle of the nation that sought me. In other words, I will bring back everything. However, now says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, you who have left the Kaddish Baruch Hu, kodshi, who forgot my holy mountain, who has set a table, orchim legad shulchan, a very interesting metaphor, who set for God. God was some either constellation or God that was responsible for prosperity, as it were, for sudden turns of destiny. And what to propitiate God, you set up a table, what they did was set up a table, and also there was another companion God, Lamane, 
was called. Mane was a god of destiny. You, again, you, you propitiated him with celebration and food because your, um, your prosperity, your agricultural output was dependent on this god Mani. And continues the Navi, Umonosi, and that's not an accidental play on words, and I will count to Semlecherev, you who did that, you people who said, and incidentally, I should point out that the Orachayim uh, says one of the strong minhagim we have is that when we bench, we clear the table of everything but crumbs. We leave crumbs on the table, we do not put out a loaf of bread because of this practice they did with God. It's a direct result from it. Umanosi asem lecherev, you will get the sword. Bechulchem letevach, you will be butchered, literally. You will kneel before the butcher. Yan karasi velo anisem, yet on the count of I called you, you didn't answer. Dibarti velo shomatem, I spoke to you, you didn't respond. Vatas you did the evil in my eye. Uvasher lo and that which I did not want you to choose, you insisted on choosing. Thus, says the Kodesh Baruch, you are going to see a strange concept in the Mashiach when I bring you back. In other words, there is going to be a polarization. There is going to be the good and the bad, and I will divide the punishment, notwithstanding it's the Messianic age. The good will get their reward, the bad will get what's got coming to them. L'chein, ko'amar Adonai, my loyal servants will eat, will feast, you will starve. They will drink to plentitude, you will die of thirst. They will be joyous and celebratory, you will be embarrassed. They will rejoice from the goodness and happiness of their heart. You will suffer from a broken heart and a broken spirit. You will mourn. And the Kaddish Baruch continues with a very novel concept of your name will be you, the bad people. Your name will be an eternal symbol that one takes oaths on. We're going to see in Mirza Hashem that strange concept first introduced here in Mirza Hashem, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow.